worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God to begin with in the book of Psalms, Psalm 148, beginning at verse 1. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him in the heights. Praise Him, all His angels. Praise Him, all His hosts. Praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all you stars of light. Praise Him, you heavens of heavens, and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for He commanded and they were created. He also established them forever and ever. He made a decree which shall not pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures, and all the depths, fire and hail, snow and clouds, stormy wind fulfilling his word, mountains and all hills, fruitful trees and all cedars, beasts and all cattle, creeping things and flying fowl, kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all judges of the earth, both young men and maidens, old men and children. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. His glory is above the earth and heaven, and he has exalted the horn of his people, the praise of all his saints, of the children of Israel, a people near to him, praise the Lord. Psalm 149. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song and his praise in the assembly of saints. Let Israel rejoice in their maker. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name with the dance. Let them sing praises to him with the timbrel and harp. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He will beautify the humble with salvation. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud on their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance on the nations and punishments on the punishments on the peoples to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute on them the written judgment. This honor have all his saints. Praise the Lord. In Psalm 150, praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty firmament. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with a lute and harp. Praise Him with the timbrel and dance. Praise Him with stringed instruments and flutes. Praise Him with loud cymbals. Praise Him with clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All of Psalm 150. Father, thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord, for the fact that your word is a book of love. It's a book of faith. It's a book of grace. It's a book of praise and worship, and it's so, so much more. Thank you for the privilege and the blessing it is ours as we read and meditate in your word. And thank you for how that you teach us 
how to live lives of thanksgiving and praise, and you teach and empower us by your Holy Spirit to be a people of worship and praise. Father, anoint us today afresh with a spirit of praise, worship, and thanksgiving. Help us to be wise enough to walk, living lives full of thanksgiving, especially in view of the fact that you bless us so tremendously every day. You run our cups over every single day. Thank you, Lord, for eternal life and health and strength. Thank you for the chance to know you, to be able to walk with you in your word, to listen to you, and draw upon our a grace account every day as we spend time with you in your word in prayer and in praise and worship. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Again, I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We do appreciate you being a part of our listening family. Our producer is Isaac Jackson and we continue to invite and ask you to please pray much for the ministry of the American Family Association. We very much desire and need your prayers. Your prayers are greatly appreciated. Uh, today, as we uh, will be getting to reading through the Word, but as we begin, as we often do, we'll be sharing uh, one or two articles that are found on the AFA stand. And uh, this first article is entitled, A Skilled Warrior and His Sword. If you'd like to get a copy, simply email me at joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'll be glad to get it to you. And again, it's to be a tool to help you strength, help strengthen you in your walk with the Lord, a tool for your own family's discipleship, but also a tool to share with others, to minister to others, saved and unsaved, uh, fellow church members, uh, fellow workers, whoever you want to share, however, whoever the Lord leads you to share it with. Again, the title of this article, A Skilled Warrior and His Sword. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, For the word of the Lord is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Again, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Then Ephesians 6, 17 and 18, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Again, Ephesians 6, 17 and 18. Then 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 50 through 51. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone and struck the Philistine and killed him. There was no sword in the hand of David. Then David ran and stood over the Philistine and took his sword and drew it out of its sheath and killed him and cut off his head with it. When the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. Again, 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 50 and 51. Every disciple of Jesus Christ would be wise to strive to become a kingdom warrior. A kingdom warrior is a disciple of Christ who skillfully puts the Word of God, the sword of the Spirit, to work every day in their lives. We live in a world where all people everywhere are facing intense spiritual warfare every day in our lives. We face the warfare at home, at school, at work, in public, everywhere. We see in the news about our government, in our culture, and all across the world. What if people say they don't want to be involved in spiritual warfare? And what if a given person says they don't want to have anything to do with spiritual warfare? None of us have a choice in the matter. It's like civilians who happen to live in a war-torn land. War has come to us, like it or not. Since we have no choice but to face spiritual warfare in our lives, then let's face it, let's be wise enough to face it head on. 
We can live like civilians and just be victims of the killing, the abuse, the problems and difficulties of war. Or we can choose to become well-equipped soldiers and warriors who are trained for spiritual warfare to know how to walk in victory. Hopefully, all believers want to become warriors in God's kingdom. With God as the supreme authority, who wouldn't want to follow him into battle? The most powerful weapon in the world is the Word of God. And here are seven ways that we can put the Word of God, the sword of the Spirit, to work in our lives and in our world. And as we do, we can become mighty men and women of God who know how to win battles in life. Here are seven ways to use the Word of God every day. Number one, read it. Number two, hear it. Number three, believe it. Number four, speak it. Number five, obey it. Number six, pray it. And number seven, meditate on it. All of these uses are related, but none of them are quite the same. You can read the Word of God, but not hear it. You can hear the Word of God, but not choose to obey it. You can believe the Word of God, but not pray it. Consider the following. The written Word of God is a book of faith. From Genesis to Revelation, we are called to hear, believe, and obey the Word. If we hear the Word of God, but don't obey it, we deceive ourselves, as James chapter 1, verse 22 lets us know. The Word of God is a book of truth, yet truth is always meant to be applied. It's always meant to be learned and applied. We're to read the Word of God and act like it's true because, of course, it is. We will not receive the blessing and benefits of the Word of God when we fail to obey it and act on it. One example of a very fruitful way to put God's Word to work in our lives is by praying it. Here's an example of taking the Word of God and praying it. Father, thank you, Lord, for all the believers we've lifted up today, and thank you for all of these, our listeners. Today we dwell in the secret place of the Most High, and so we abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Today we say of the Lord, you are our refuge and our fortress, our God, and you do we trust. Surely you deliver us from the foul or snare and from the noisome pestilence. You cover us with your feathers and under your wings do we trust. Your truth is our shield and buckler. And so we are not afraid for the terrible night, nor for the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor for the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at our side and 10,000 at our right hand, but it shall not come near us. Only with our eyes shall we look and see the reward of the wicked because we have made the Lord our refuge, even the most high habitation. No evil will befall us, neither shall any plague come near our dwelling. For you give your angels charge over us to keep us in all our ways. They bear us up in their hands lest we dash a foot against a stone. We tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. We trample underfoot. Because we have set our love upon you, therefore you deliver us. You set us on high because we have known your name. We call upon you and you answer us. You are with us in trouble. You deliver us and honor us with long life. You satisfy us and show us your salvation. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. We are called to be mighty warriors in the army of God. Our main weapon is the Word of God, also known as the sword of the Spirit, as Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 20 teach us. Let's be wise enough to take our sword, the powerful Word of God, into battle every single day. And let's be wise enough to use the Word of God strategically, skillfully, and aggressively. This is how we can walk in victory every single day. Again, the title of that article, 
A Skilled Warrior and His Sword. Again, A Skilled Warrior and His Sword. If you want to get a copy, simply email us, J, uh, joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. This next article, we're just going to read a short portion of it, but I want to remind you, it's one we call it Kingdom Prayers. Again, Kingdom Prayers, and it has 10 biblically-based prayers that we're wise to pray every single day. And uh, we'll take time. We're actually just going to pray probably one or two, just a few of them out of this tool. But remember, the kingdom prayers is a prayer tool. It's a prayer weapon. We're encouraging you to email us to get a copy so that you can use them. It includes the Lord's Prayer, a salvation prayer, the prayer of Jabez, the prayer of Isaiah, uh, Psalm 91, praying the Ten Commandments, and just a few others as well. Father, Thank you for today. Thank you for all those we've lifted up in prayer today. Thank you for all these, our listeners. Thank you for us as the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Help us, Lord, as the church and help us as a nation. I thank you and I praise you for us as a nation as well. I thank you and I praise you for us all. Help us as the church and as a nation to put you first. Help us, Lord, to make no graven images. Help us, Lord, to not take your name in vain. Help us, Lord, to remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Help us, Lord, to honor our fathers and our mothers. Help us to not murder. Help us to not commit adultery. Help us to not steal. Help us to tell the truth. Help us to not covet. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. And Father, thank you, Lord, for all those we've lifted up in prayer today. Thank you once again for all these who are part of our listening family, Lord. Father, thank you for each and every one of us, individually and collectively, and thank you for each member of each of these, our families. Father, thank you, and I praise you for us all. Thank you for every single one of us. Bless each and every one of us indeed. Expand each of our territories. Cause your hand to be mightily upon each one of us. Keep each one of us from evil, that we may not cause pain. In Jesus' name we do pray. And Lord, also thank you for each and every one of us, Lord. Here we are, Lord. We are each available. Send each one of us on many miracle missions this day, we ask in the name of Jesus. And Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for the chance to serve you this day. Lord, what would you want each one of us to do? Help us to fully carry it out this day. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Well, again, we just went through just some of the some of the prayers found in the prayer tool, an article entitled Kingdom Prayers. Again, if you want to get copies of both articles, simply email us, joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'll be glad to get them to you. We'll be right back.
from Planet Shakers with Only Way, reminding us that Jesus Christ is the only way to receive eternal life and to eternal salvation. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Again, I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We now move forward reading through the Word of God as we pick up in the book of, in the Old Testament, the book of Judges, Judges chapter 9, beginning at verse, picking up at verse 50. Then Abimelech went to Thebes, and he encamped against Thebes and took it. But there was a strong tower in the city, and all the men and women, all the people of the city, fled there and shut themselves in. Then they went up to the top of the tower. So Abimelech came as far as the tower and fought against it, and he drew near the door of the tower to burn it with fire. But a certain woman dropped an upper millstone on Abimelech's head and crushed his skull. Then he called quickly to the young man, his armor-bearer, and said to him, Draw your sword and kill me, lest men say of me, A woman killed him. So his young man thrust him through, and he died. And when the men of Israel saw that Abimelech was dead, they departed, every man to his place. Thus God repaid the wickedness of Abimelech, which he had done to his father by killing his 70 brothers. And all the evil of the men, excuse me, and all the evil of the men of Shechem, God returned on their own heads, and on them came the curse of Jotham, the son of Jerubbaal. Judges chapter 10. After Abimelech, there arose to save Israel Tola, the son of Pua, the son of Dodo, a man of Issachar, and he dwelt in Shemir in the mountains of Ephraim. He judged Israel 23 years, and he died and was buried in Shemir. After him arose Jair, a Gileadite, and he judged Israel 22 years. Now he had 30 sons who rode on 30 donkeys. They also had 30 towns, which are called Havoth Jair to this day, which are in the land of Gilead. And Jair died and was buried in Cayman. Then the children of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord and served the Baals and the Ashtaroths, the gods of Syria, the gods of Sidon, the gods of Moab, the gods of the people of Ammon, and the gods of the Philistines. And they forsook the Lord and did not serve him. So the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel, and he sold them into the hands of the Philistines and into the hands of the people of Ammon. From that year, they harassed and oppressed the children of Israel for 18 years. All the children of Israel were all the children of Israel who were on the other side of the Jordan in the land of the Amorites in Gilead. Moreover, the people of Ammon crossed over the Jordan to fight against Judah also, against Benjamin and against the house of Ephraim, so that Israel was severely distressed. And the children of Israel cried out to the Lord, saying, We have sinned against you, because we have both forsaken our God and served the Baals. So the Lord said to the children of Israel, Did I not deliver you from the Egyptians and from the Amorites and from the people of Ammon and from the Philistines, also the Sidonians and Amalekites 
and Mayanites oppressed you, and you cried out to me, and I delivered you from their hand. Yet you have forsaken me and served other gods. Therefore I will deliver you no more. Go and cry out to the gods which you have chosen. Let them deliver you in your time of distress. And the children of Israel said to the Lord, We have sinned. Do to us whatever seems best to you. Only deliver us this day, we pray. So they put away the foreign gods from among them and served the Lord. And his soul could no longer endure the misery of Israel. Then the people of Ammon gathered together and encamped in Gilead. And the children of Israel assembled together and encamped in Mizpah. And the people, the elders of Gilead, said to one another, Who is the man who will begin to fight against the excuse me, who is the man who will begin to fight against the people of Ammon? He shall be head over all the inhabitants of Gilead. Judges chapter eleven. Now Jephthah the Gileadite was a mighty man of valor, but he was the son of a harlot, and Gilead begot Jephthah. Gilead's wife bore sons, and when his sons grew up, they drove Jephthah out and said to him, You shall have no inheritance in our father's house, for you are the son of another woman. Then Jephthah fled from his brothers and dwelt in the land of Tob. And worthless men banded together with Jephthah and went out raiding with him. It came to pass after time that the people of Ammon made war against Israel. And so it was when the people of Ammon made war against Israel that the elders of Gilead went to get Jephthah from the land of Tob. Then they said to Jephthah, Come and be our commander, that we may fight against the people of Ammon. So Jephthah said to the elders of Gilead, Did you not hate me and expel me from your and, and expel me from my father's house? Why have you come to me now when you are in distress? And the elders of Gilead said to Jephthah, That is why we have turned again to you now, that you may go with us and fight against the people of Ammon and be our head over all the inhabitants of Gilead. So Jephthah said to the elders of Gilead, If you take me back home to fight against the people of Ammon and the Lord delivers them to me, shall I be your head? And the elders of Gilead said to Jephthah, The Lord will be a witness between us if we do not do according to your words. Then Jephthah went with the elders of Gilead, and the people made him head with com- excuse me, and the people made him head and commander over them. And Jephthah spoke all his words before the Lord in Mizpah. Now Jephthah sent messengers to the king of the people of Ammon, saying, What do you have against me, that you have come to fight against me in my land? And the king and the people of Ammon answered the messengers of Jephthah, Because Israel took away my land when they came up out of Egypt, from the Arnon as far as the Jabbok, and to the Jordan. Now therefore restore those lands peaceably. So Jephthah again sent messengers to the king of the people of Ammon and said to him, Thus says Jephthah, 
Israel did not take away the land of Moab, nor the land of the people of Ammon. For when Israel came up from Egypt, they walked through the wilderness as far as the Red Sea and came to Kadesh. Then Israel sent messengers Then Israel sent messengers to the king of Edom saying, "Please let me pass through your land." But the king of Edom would not heed. And in like manner they sent to the king of Moab, but he would not consent. So Israel remained in Kadesh. And they sent along through the wilderness and bypassed the land of Edom and the land of Moab, came to the east side of the land of Moab and encamped on the other side of the Arnon. But they did not enter the border of Moab, for the Arnon was the border of Moab. Then Israel sent messengers to Sihon, king of the Amorites, king of Heshbon. And Israel said to him, Please let us pass through your land into our place. But Sihon did not trust Israel to to pass through his will, excuse me, but Sihon did not trust Israel to pass through his territory. So Sihon gathered all his people together, encamped in Jahaz, and fought against Israel. And the Lord God of Israel delivered Sihon and all his people into the hand of Israel, and they defeated them. Thus Israel gained possession of all the land of the Amorites who inhabited that country. They took possession of all the territory of the Amorites from the Arnon to the Jabbok and from the wilderness to the Jordan. And now the Lord God of Israel has dispossessed the Amorites from before his people Israel. Should you then possess it? Will you not possess whatever Chemosh your God gives you to possess? So whatever the Lord our God takes possession of before us, we will possess. And now, are you any better than Balak, the son of Zippor, king of Moab? Did he ever strive against Israel? Did he ever fight against them? While Israel dwelt in Heshbon and its villages, in Eroer and its villages, and in all the cities along the banks of the Arnon, for three hundred years, why did you not recover them within that time? Therefore, I have not sinned against you, but you wronged me by fighting against me. May the Lord, the judge, render judgment this day between the children of Israel and the people of Ammon. However, the king of the people of Ammon did not heed the words which Jephthah sent him. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jephthah, and he passed through Gilead and Manasseh, and passed through Mizpah of Gilead, and from Mizpah of Gilead he advanced toward the people of Ammon. And Jephthah made a vow to the Lord and said, If you will indeed deliver the people of Ammon into my hands, then it will be that whatever comes out of the doors of my house to meet me when I return in peace from the people of Ammon shall surely be the Lord's, and I will offer it up as a burnt offering. So Jephthah advanced toward the people of Ammon to fight against them, and the Lord delivered them into his hands. And he defeated them from Eroer as far as Meneth, twenty cities, and to Abel Keramim with a very great slaughter. Thus the people of Ammon were subdued before the children of Israel. 
When Jephthah came to his house at Mizpah, there was his daughter coming out to meet him with timbrels and dancing. And she was his only child. Besides, besides her, he had neither son nor daughter. And it came to pass when he saw her that he tore his clothes and said, Alas, my daughter, you have brought me very low. You are among those who trouble me, for I have given my word to the Lord, and I cannot go back on it. So she said to him, My father, if you have given your word to the Lord, do to me according to what has gone out from your mouth, because the Lord has avenged you of your enemies, the people of Ammon. Then she said to her father, Let this thing be done for me. Let me alone for two months, that I may go and wander on the mountains and bewail my virginity, my friends and I. So he said, Go. And he sent her away for two months, and she went with her friends and bewailed her virginity in the mountains. And it was so at the end of two months that she returned to her father, and he carried out his vow with her which he had vowed. She knew no man, and it became a custom in Israel that the daughters of Israel went four days each year to lament the daughter of, Jeph the daughter of Jephthah the Gileadite. Judges chapter 12. Then the men of Ephraim gathered together, crossed over Zaphon, and said to Jephthah, Why did you cross over to fight against the people of Ammon and did not call us to go with you? We will burn your house down on you with fire. And Jephthah said to them, My people and I were on a great struggle with the people of Ammon. And when I called you, you did not deliver me out of their hands. So when I saw that you would not deliver me, I took my life in my hands and crossed over against the people of Ammon, and the Lord delivered them into my hand. Why then have you, why then have you come up to me this day to fight against me? Now Jephthah gathered together all the men of Gilead and fought against Ephraim. And the men of Gilead defeated Ephraim, because they said, You Gileadites are fugitives of Ephraim, among the Ephraimites and among the Manassites. The Gileadites seized the fords of the Jordan before the Ephraimites arrived, and when any Ephraimite who escaped said, Let me cross over, the men of Gilead would say to him, Are you an Ephrathite? Are you an Ephraimite? And if he said no, that was verses 1 to 5. Judges chapter 12. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession as we continue reading through the Word of God. We'll be right back. i 
on Houston, you can say it one time with us. Send down from glory. Many things. Come on, somebody say it. Awesome ruler, awesome gentle redeemer, God with us, God with us, the living truth, and what a friend we have in you, 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 you are an awesome ruler, awesome ruler, gentle redeemer. Music of Fred Hammond with You Are the Living Word. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Thank you, Father, again for every believer that's part of our listening family. Thank you for those we've lifted up in prayer today. Father, we surround us all with the faith and love. We surround us all with the blood of Jesus, Lord. Father, anoint us all afresh with the Spirit that would cause us to have a growing hunger for your Word and help us to grow tremendously in our understanding of how critical a place your Word needs to have in all of our lives. Help us all to become much more diligent Students of your word, believers who are reading your word daily, meditating on it, and walking in its wisdom, its counsel, its grace every single day faithfully. Help us to be faithful more and more to be living that out and help us to be wise enough to teach and train our children and our grandchildren to to become diligent students of your word who live it, who read it, and live it every day. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. We continue now reading through the Word of God as we pick up in the book of Acts. Acts chapter 15, beginning at verse 1. And certain men came down from Judea and taught the brethren, Unless you are circumcised according to the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved. Therefore, when Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and dispute with them, they determined that Paul and Barnabas and certain others of them should go up to Jerusalem to the apostles and elders about this question. So, being sent on their way by the church, they passed through Phoenicia and Samaria, describing the conversion of the Gentiles, describing the conversion of the Gentiles, and they caused great joy to all the brethren. And when they had come to Jerusalem, they were received by the church and the apostles and the elders, and they reported all things that God had done with them. But some of the sect of the Pharisees who believed rose up saying, It is necessary to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. Now the apostles and elders came together to consider this matter. And when there had been much dispute, Peter rose up and said to them, Men and brethren, you know that a good while ago God chose among us that by mouth the Gentiles should hear the word of the gospel and believe. So God, who knows the heart, acknowledged them by giving them the Holy Spirit just as he did to us and made no distinction between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Now, therefore, why do you test God by putting a yoke on the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we were able to hear? But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved in the same manner as they. Then all the multitude kept silent and listened to Barnabas and Paul 
declaring how many miracles and wonders God had worked through them among the Gentiles. And after they had become silent, James answered, saying, Men and brethren, listen to me. Simon has declared how God at the first visited the Gentiles to take out of them a people for his name. And with this, the words of the prophets agree, just as it is written. After this, I will return and will rebuild the tabernacle of David, which has fallen down. I will rebuild the ruins and I will set it up so that the rest of mankind may seek the Lord. Even all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord who does all these things. Known to God for eternity are all his works. Therefore, I judge that we should not trouble those from among the Gentiles who are turning to God, but that we write to them to abstain from things polluted by idols, from sexual immorality, from things strangled, and from blood. For Moses has had throughout many generations those who preach him in every city, being read in the synagogues, being read in the synagogues every Sabbath. Then it pleased the apostles and elders with the whole church to send chosen men of their own company to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas, namely Judas, who was also named Barsabbas, and Silas, leading men among the brethren. They wrote this letter by them, the apostles, the elders, and the brethren, to the brethren who are of the Gentiles in Antioch, Syria, and Cilicia. Greetings. Since we have heard that some who went out from us have troubled you with words, unsettling your souls, saying, you must be circumcised and keep the law, to whom we gave no such commandment. It seemed good to us, being assembled with one accord, to send chosen men to you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, men who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have therefore sent Judas and we have therefore sent Judas and Silas, who will also report the same things by word of mouth. For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than those necessary things, that you abstain from things offered to idols, from blood, from things strangled, and from sexual immorality. If you keep yourselves from these, you will do well. So when they were sent off, they came to Antioch, and when they had, and when they had gathered the multitude together, they delivered the letter. When they had read it, they rejoiced over its encouragement. Now Judas and Silas, themselves being prophets, also exhorted and strengthened the brethren with many words. And after they had, and after they had stayed there for a time, they were sent back with greetings from the brethren to the apostles. However, it seemed good to Silas to remain there. Paul and Barnabas also remained in Antioch, teaching and preaching the word of the Lord with many others also. Then after some days, Paul said to Barnabas, let us now go back and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they are doing. Now Barnabas 
was determined to take with them John called Mark. But Paul insisted that they should not take with them the one who had departed from them in Pamphylia and had not gone with them to the work. Then the contention being so sharp that they departed from one another. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed to Cyprus. But Paul chose Silas and departed, being commended by the brethren to the grace of God. And he went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. Acts chapter 16. Then he came to Derbe and Lystra. And behold, a certain disciple was there named Timothy, the son of a certain Jewish woman who believed, but his father was a Greek. He was well spoken of by the brethren who were at Lystra and Iconium. Paul wanted to have him go on with him, and he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in that region, for they all knew that his father was Greek. And as they went through the cities, they delivered to them the decrees to keep, which were determined by the apostles and elders at Jerusalem. So the churches were strengthened in the faith and increased in number daily. Now when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. After they had come to Mysia, they tried to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. So passing by Mysia, they came down to Troas. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. Now after he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. Verses 1-10. through 10. Acts chapter 16. Thank you, Father, again for the powerful, wonderful, and blessed Word of God. Lord, thank you for the fact that any time of the day or night we can open your Word and thus step into your presence as we read and meditate on your Word. Help us to grow in our understanding of the need for us to fill our minds and our hearts with your Word every day. And help us to be wise enough to teach and train our children to do the same. Help us as parents and grandparents and those that work with youth to be wise enough to teach and train our children to read the Word of God aloud to us daily. Thus be blessed by it and be encouraged as well. Stir us more and more to recognize, Lord, that there's nothing more powerful than your Word and help us to grow in our understanding of how to take the wonderful Word of God, the sword of the Spirit, the most powerful weapon in the universe, and to use it to walk in victory every single day. Thank you for the gift of your word, the power that rests upon your word and within your word. Thank you for the grace that permeates your word. Thank you for your spirit that permeates the word as well. Father, help us more and more to fall more in love with you and your word each and every day. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, again, we appreciate you being a part of our listening family. Just an ongoing reminder to all of us as believers if you don't already have the habit of reading at least three chapters in your Bible every day, today is a great day to start that habit. And once again, uh, parents, we're encouraging, if you don't have the habit already, to have each one of your th your children to read at least three chapters out loud to you every single day. Again, uh, again, often a person, when first hearing that challenge, might think, well, that's a lot. 
You can read your average three chapters in about 15 minutes or so, but parents, it's some of the most fruitful and best spent time you can spend in your life having your children read the Word of God out loud to you every single day. Remember, there's nothing in all the universe our children need more than the powerful Word of God. Remember, the Word of God is Jesus, and Jesus is the Word. So when they're reading the Word of God, they're spending time in the presence of Jesus. They're hearing the counsel, the power, and the grace of Jesus as he speaks into their lives. Let's be wise enough to fill our homes with the powerful Word of God every single day. As we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you are listening today and you've never made the eternally important decision of asking Jesus Christ to come into your heart to be the Lord and Savior of your life, today is a wonderful day, a great day to give your heart and your life to the Lord. You know, the fact is, again, the greatest need of every human being in life is the need to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Would you make that step even now? Simply from your heart, pray this prayer with me now if you would. Or if you wish to recommit your heart, we invite you to do the same. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so, so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and I've done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. In your word, you told us, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to live for you all my life. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we're very much wanting to connect with you and be in touch with you. Once again, my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'd like to share with you some literature and some resources that are going to help you to begin to grow up and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. We definitely want to connect with you once again at email, joseph at afr.net. Or if you'd like to get copies of the articles we mentioned, once again, the two article titles. The first article, A Skilled Warrior and His Sword. And the second article, Kingdom Prayers. If you'd like to get one or both, simply email us again, same email, joseph at afr.net. We'd be glad to get them to you. Hope that you'll put them to great use for you and your family and share it to share with others as well. Again, those two titles, titles, A Skilled Warrior and His Sword and Kingdom Prayers. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.